This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Real Wives in Radio. I'm Dorothy Tran and Tanya is still on maternity leave, but don't worry, we have a special guest joining us today. Uh, we are going to be talking to fashion designer, native San Diegan, Ashley Nell Tipton. Uh, you know her from Project Runway, winner of season 14. Shout out to that. Uh, and not only is Ashley just a fashion designer, but she has a seminar about self-love. And you know, Mama Ru always says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> yes. Um, so before we get into all of that, how are you, Ashley? I'm great. I'm the best that I can ever be right now, starting the new year 2020 I mean I felt like um this year came with a bang and I'm just ready to go full force and leave everything else that was in 2019 behind (laughs) yeah someone uh, told me that 2020 is the year of clarity for them like 2020 vision I hope so I mean I just I didn't realize that we were going into a new decade until someone told me like do you realize we're going into a new decade I'm like shut up no I didn't want to I didn't I didn't want to like like uh um, process it because yeah. I don't know if you feel this way or if any of your other listeners feel this way but every time a year starts to end I get really sad yeah. like I don't want to let go of the memories that I had that year and then it wasn't until this year that I really started thinking about okay we're coming to an end it's coming a new decade like what do I want to bring in this new decade like what friends do I want to bring with Mm -hmm. me what kind of energy do I want to bring and mindset and I don't know something this like switch came on right when new year's came and and what were your answers to that let go of things that feeds no purpose for Uh you or doesn't make you feel good and so I think in friendship, sometimes you have to rock the boat in order to see who stays on Mm -hmm. and the people who stay on are the people who are meant to be there in your life and so i've had to let loved ones go that serve no purpose to me and that's tough to do it, too. it's really tough you know i had to realize that i have to allow other people to make their decisions in their life and i can't allow my emotions to be dragged on mm-hmm. so i've when we talk about the love you workshop a lot of this when I was teaching the class, it resonated with me. And I was like, okay, we're going to start this year a little bit different than I have done in the past and yeah. really start off fresh. Yeah. It's like January 1st, it's a new day. And there's all these things that I've always wanted to do. And this is the moment to just start fresh. Yeah, absolutely. So 10 years ago, where was Ashley? Nell oh my gosh. Um, Ashley was in community college trying to figure out if fashion design school is what she wanted to do. Which community college? I went to Mesa College. Hey, me too. Hey, yeah, I went there for their 
um, fashion design program and I hadn't took any basic classes. I've just took in, you know, the beginning of fashion. So all your sewing, pattern mm-hmm. making, all the fun classes. And I was really trying to make this decision if I wanted to go to Italy and study fashion design there or try to find a school in San Diego that was closer to home. Yeah. So what did you end up deciding? Did you go to Italy? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Um, No, I actually found a school that really catered to my needs in the education. Um, Growing up being dyslexic, I always struggled in school and so I wanted to find a school that could really cater to my needs in my education um and that was fashion career college and I had to let go of the dream of going to Italy but I think being young I was a little bit naive and thought that I could like live on my own in another country that I don't speak their language (laughs) I think I got too excited (laughs) but you know there's still time there is there is it can you know and so all of that led to your road of being on Project Runway talk to me about that experience Project Runway on its own is the most craziest emotional roller coaster that you can ever go on, good and bad. Mm-hmm. It's like you're being blindfolded every time you turn a corner because you don't know what's going to happen. And there's cameras everywhere that yeah. is filming every facial expression recording every word that you say so it's like you feel like you have tons of eyes you constantly feel like you're being judged but at the same time you're trying to stay true to who you are as a designer and show the judges what you can do like you put everything out like I've never gone through anything as challenging as going on a reality tv show and just trying to show the world who you are as a designer but still have confidence in your work but also doubting yourself missing your family kind of losing yourself or learning like for me I'm not a very independent person I like to be around my family totally that's a huge family right it's a community you're always somebody's always around and um I knew that before I got on the show that I was going to have to stop relying on people's approval. Like, do you think this looks good? Mm -hmm. Do you think I should change this design? And I knew that once I got on the show that I wasn't going to have that. I wasn't going to have my my family and friends to turn to for suggestions. Like, I knew you're all on your own. You can't ask other contestants because it's a competition. So you're constantly second-guessing yourself. You don't know what's going to happen the challenges i don't know there's just so (laughs) much things that you could like ask about and i can talk about well because like as a viewer you're seeing every single week there's a new challenge in reality how much time of a break between each competition do you have so we're filming for six weeks if you make it through all the challenges up before we go to fashion week we film anywhere from two to three challenges a week are you serious? So there's no oh days. God. You you might get one day off a week. I think I think we might get one day off, but those days off are either filming your interviews oh, that yeah. you didn't get to finish the day of the challenge. So you sit in an interview room and like you almost feel inter- like you're being interrogated yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for hours. And then you either go home, catch up on sleep, do laundry just you know kind of self-care day or we're going out to the movies with 
you know our group like all the contestants because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we couldn't go anywhere like we were prisoners in our own like apartments we were not allowed to leave our apartments um if we needed something from the store we would have to have someone go out and get it for us if we wanted to go to the rooftop of our um apartments we would have to get like escorted out there really you couldn't even go up to get fresh air no you couldn't you they would literally put tape on our door on the outside and if the tape was removed that they knew that we had opened the door oh my gosh is that serious like what do they think is gonna happen you're gonna leave they're oh. responsible for you you're you're like their money maker because oh, they're making true. tv for them so yeah. they're responsible for you so you can't really leave they need to know where your whereabouts all the time like yeah. um the girls share two different um apartments so we couldn't go from girls like we couldn't like go to the other apartment and stay over there like you had to stay in your room oh god and what if you hated your roommate <laughs> oh i hated all of mine um yeah i mean you, we all stayed in our apartments like those it was like a two a two-room apartment with six girls yeah that means two girls in each room that meant we took over the living room oh yeah so i slept in the living room and i was like this is horrible because the living room and the kitchen are connected and it's a common space so it was just really rough trying to get some sleep but you don't know what day it is you don't know what time it is um maybe once a week you get to call your family and speak to them but it has to be supervised like that's gotta be just so exhausting mentally of course being so and and having to be creative for like that amount of time like an extended amount of time with no break how did you even come up with all of your amazing designs you know like pulling inspiration from your mind like it's it's so hard like no one really knows this but when i would when we were in the van going from studio to um to mood mm-hmm. i would be window like i would be in the window looking at everything looking at the window displays in new york city i would be looking at what people were wearing on the streets to try to pull some type of inspiration mm-hmm. because we weren't allowed to have notepads magazines no music no Nothing that was any type of inspiration. Jeez. Like so they, you, you would have to be like Jay-Z said he the reason why he doesn't write his rhymes is because he would be thinking about things and he didn't have anything to write on. So he'd mm-hmm. go home and on his way home, he'd just be saying things over and over and over and he'd just memorize it to his brain. Wow. So that's pretty much what you guys had yeah. to do. Just put memorize, memorize everything. It. Like right before I left to go film Project Runway. I told one of my teachers that I made it on the show and I told her, I need you to reteach me how to drape. Oh, because really? Because it's been th- four years since I've taken the class. Yeah. And right there, she taught me in a few hours how to redrape uh, a sleeve, a pair of pants, you know, the basics. Right. Because that's the tools that you have to use on the show. Like they strip everything away from you. All you have is your toolkit. Yeah. But you have no pattern making book. You have no pattern blocks to start from. You start from the paper that they give you and the mannequin in your model's That's so crazy. Okay, I remember there was like one, being a fan of the show, there was like one episode where some girl like, it was a scandal because she had taken a measuring uh, Yeah, tape. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dang, is it really that serious? But it's it that is. serious. It really is. Like, I remember, and I don't talk about this a lot, <laughs> but hey, the show's over. Yeah. Um, I remember it was one of the finale um it was like the episode leading to figuring out who goes to fashion week. Mm-hmm. And they took us to Los Angeles because it was a red carpet um, challenge. So we had to create a red carpet gown. 
um, when we were leaving New York and at the airport to head to L.A., we were passing all the gift shops and all the little stores. And I asked the production assistant, like, hey, can I buy some magazines? And she was like, I don't know anything. When we land in New York, they better be gone. Wow. I spent like $50 on every fashion magazine that I could find in the airport. Wow. I stuffed my backpack with <laughs> yeah. everything in Just that. Just memorizing everything. Yeah. Right? And whoa, this was the thing. And then when I was on the plane, I was going through all the magazines and I was literally tearing out all my inspiration. And I would fold it up and put it in my backpack. And then I got rid of all the magazines. And when we were um, in our hotel rooms by ourselves, that's when I was studying the styles of yeah. these pieces that I had really seen because. The reason why I did this is because you are so, your brain is so mushy mm -hmm. after going six weeks straight of designing all these things that you can't think straight. Like you don't, you can't imagine things. Like I remember coming back home to create my final collection. I couldn't see color combinations. So my <sighs> whole collection, I grabbed all my fabric in white because I couldn't figure out what colors went so well like i was burnt out yeah, yeah so i just grabbed everything in white and dyed it later that, well, i mean that's smart yeah i had to figure out what <laughs> to like, do i just need like your eyes all twitching probably <laughs> yes, you know i was so burnt out and like i just wanted to relax but i couldn't i only had six weeks to create a 12 look collection yeah that's that in that in itself is insane oh my gosh with no help you had yeah. to do it all yourself it was like you had to be you had to discipline yourself and then coming home to all the hype and excitement that you're on the show like no one knew that i was on the show until it got announced like maybe a month me being away mm -hmm. and then when i got my cell phone back like i had over like 10 new th oh, what was it Ten thousand new followers on my oh, wow. instagram and like all these messages and going home i think i was home for maybe two weeks or three weeks in the first episode was premiering and the hype was happening and i'm like how am i supposed to stay focused on this collection yeah. when like all this hype is happening right about... right so you can't even enjoy it because yeah. you're like i'm still in the competition yeah. <laughs> like we can't we can't celebrate just yet mm. <laughs> so that was crazy um i mean you made history as a project runway winner like before you they hadn't done anything with plus size no. at all and then after you in comes the plus size model. Exactly, you know? right? Like, how, how does that feel? I mean, it feels amazing. I, I, at first, did not want to accept that I was the person who kind of, I don't know how you want to say it, who did it first. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, like, maybe it's just a coincidence that they're now doing it. But later on, I had to realize, like, Ashley, be proud. Absolutely. You won. You deserved it. And you did something that was huge. And it was all because of you being so passionate about an industry that has been underserved for so long that needed to finally allow allow us to be on like the fashion map. Like right. we are fashion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's wild. It's inspiring, you yeah. know? Um, okay, real quick. What's Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn really like? <laughs> Heidi is amazing. She's such a sweetheart. Um, 
I remember I saw her last Pride in LA. I was on a float and she was in the audience and just seeing her eyes when she saw my eyes, we both locked eyes and we just waved and like blew each other kisses. Cause like, um, I mean, we share six weeks with each other. We see each other every day. She would be FaceTiming her kids and like we would get to say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, we would hear her singing because she would warm up her voice backstage and we can hear her. And she has the most beautiful really? voice ever. I didn't know she sings. Right? Okay. She can sing. Okay. She, yeah. <laughs> um, but she's a sweetheart, an advocate for me. Um, she totally defended me in a lot of situations. Um, but she's amazing. On the other hand, um, I don't have that many kind words to say about Tim. Really? Because you would think it's the other way around. Yeah, you really think so. What's Tim Gunn really like then? I mean, Tim was hard on the show. I didn't really notice anything, but I kind of felt this energy from Tim that he was putting on a front in front Mm. of the camera. Mm -hmm. And when the camera wasn't around, he was like, I could feel the energy like I annoyed him. And I don't annoy people. Like, I come off very sweet, genuine. Like, I know when... Yeah. I don't know when I'm ever being too much because I don't don't give that person You don't give that vibe at all. No. So, to me, it's so hard for me to accept. Or it used to be hard for me to accept when people didn't like me because I was like, why don't you like me? Is it because I'm fat? Mm -hmm. Is it because I'm this or that? And I would beat myself up wanting to try to mold myself to for those people to like me. And I almost felt like I was trying to mold myself into somebody who I wasn't just for Tim Gunn to accept me. Especially him being an advocate for the plus size community. And I could, I almost felt like Tim was trying to push me because he knew where my weak spots were. Mm -hmm. Like for better TV. He was just trying to mess with you. Yeah, and so, oh my gosh, Project Runway is such a mind fuck. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> no, my language. You're, you're but it is. <laughs> it is. Um, so that was kind of what I saw on the show. And it wasn't until after we filmed Project Runway and I won that people were telling me, have you heard the new interview from the Washington Post um, with Tim Gunn? And I'm like, no, what do you mean? And they're like, the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, all he's doing is talking about you. What's he saying? Um, He was talking about how um, Project Runway felt sorry for me. I was a token um, that you could find my stuff all the way in the clearance at Walmart. What? Um, That I was afloat in the parade because of the things that I would wear and how I was in a tutu skirt. And I'm like, really, Tim? Like... I thought we were supposed to be working together to support this industry that we both have love for. Right. And not knock me down as a designer. Like he wanted the other, the runner up to win. I don't remember who the runner up was. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Her name was Kelly. And I think it was because they were both from Boston. Oh, okay. She had, she was like kind of the street. The disco Barbie. She looked, no offense to her, no disrespect, but she looked a little trashy. Girl, the stories I wish I could tell you about what would happen behind scenes. Like that's 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 what my husband. That's like, oh, that girl's such a trash ball. But you know, let's just say bird baths were happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you could tell. 
<laughs> it's so interesting living with these 16 strangers yeah. like talk about the real world like there should have been cameras in these apartments because you really don't get to know somebody until you're forced you're being forced to see them every day and you're not allowed to leave and you're not allowed <laughs> to leave and you're i just remembered when i mean if you're familiar with the season I just remembered when the girls picked on me and all chose to send me home. I was so unaware of all of that. But when that stuff happened and, you know, I got to stay home and the girls were mad that since I didn't go home, one of their good friends mm-hmm, went. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a fucking competition. Get over it. Right. They were so catty and mean, like high school girls. Like they would all go in a room and shut the door and like just talk shit you know, bitch, I can hear you. I can hear you, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I really don't care. Like, I'm not here to make friends. But just to hear their voices were so cringeworthy. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing them. Like, yeah. I just want to go home. Yeah. Like, I just want to get out of here. But then I always had to remind myself, where else would I want to be? Right. No, this is the place right. I want to be right here. Like, I kept, um, I kept visualizing my the long driveway that I lived in. Um, I lived with my sister before I went on the show and she has this really, really long uh, driveway that led to the garage that I worked in. Mm-hmm. And all I kept envisioning was me walking down that driveway back to that house. And I was like, that's not what I want. Yeah. I want to win this so I can move out of there and have my own space and finally start my business that I've always wanted to. Yeah. Cause I've gone from my parents' garage to my sister's garage. And I'm like, when is it going to end? Like, I don't want to struggle anymore. Like I have such a passion for this and I want it to work yeah and since winning project runway what has it brought to your life you know (laughs) I mean I was able to move out um I was able to get this amazing house here in Hillcrest and be able to live and work in a space that is mine Mm -hmm. and um it's always been a dream come true like being able to quit all my retail jobs yeah and do this full time and like not to have my parents worry about me. It's me taking care of my family now mm-hmm. and being able to give other people jobs that they absolutely love doing and giving opportunities to interns. Like, this is everything I've wanted, and I'm so happy to be in such a good place now. Yeah, you're living your dream. Yes. And it's amazing. I mean, you your designs are so beautiful. I mean, I, I feel like it's so relatable. Tell me more about your design because people can find it at AshleyNellTipton.com. Um, so I have plus sizes, ranges from 14 all the way to a 28. This is really unique styles. We do a lot of prints here because I love mixing prints and layers. Um, and then we also do uh, workshops. So I have my uh, sewing workshops that I teach people how to sew even if you have no experience, we have sewing machines and toolkits and everything for you here. And then if you're a little bit at advanced, we do have advanced uh, sewing classes as well. We do flower crown classes. So if you're familiar with my finale yeah. um, collection. You stunt with those pieces. <laughs> they were you. so beautiful. Thank you. So we teach classes now how to create those beautiful pieces for any occasion and then one of my proudest classes that we have is the love you workshop where i get to share with people the experiences that i've gone through with depression um having no self-confidence things like that 
um, you know, coming off a of Project Runway was really hard. And my manager, I'm so thankful for him because he's learned a lot about critical thinking and he's learned about this for over 20 years and had so many materials to help me try to reprogram my mind. Like, I feel like all of our minds are a computer mind from birth. Like, we've all been programmed differently and we've been taught a certain way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And he really changed my way of thinking of how I always used to think that when someone called me fat, that I was disgusting, lazy, unhealthy. I used to put all these words behind it. Right. But if you just think about it, it's just a word and it has no meaning. So I it, think that, and I think that that, to be honest, is something that women of all different backgrounds struggle with. I mean, I struggle with that myself. Yeah. You know, I mean, in in my head, it's like you have a, a picture of what is beautiful, yeah. you know, and then an expectation, right? And then you're just so hard on yourself when it's like, dude, just chill. Yeah, <laughs> like know? who's holding you accountable? Only yourself. So right. it's like, um, when when I saw my manager and how free he lives his life, I wanted to live that free in my life. Mm -hmm. I wanted no stress, nothing like that. And so I asked him what was his secret and. He gave me this author's book named Robert Fritz, and it was all about identity and how we allow our religion, our beliefs, um, things that people have told us in the past, like we tie that to our identity and mm -hmm. we just have to think things out a little bit differently and do the things that we want, not just because someone told us like by the age of 30 you need to be married and have kids right. like why right. that's whose expectation is that that's not me that's not what I want right. so making my own decisions in my life especially coming from a Hispanic family they kind of make those decisions for you like oh, yeah. what you're gonna eat what you're gonna wear when you're who you're gonna marry yeah. when are you gonna have kids so being able to learn all this thinking it really freed my mind so at your workshop, mm -hmm. is that what you're going to be teaching? Yeah, I teach them about um, wants, needs, and expectations in life and how we kind of have to just throw that out and how we hold so much fear against experience in our lives that have left trauma mm -hmm. and how we should also let that go because we can't predict the yeah. future. And why be so hung up on something that created so much fear that you bring self-sabotage to yourself so there's just a lot of information in this love you workshop um that is beneficial for anyone who's going through any type of situation in their life i've had so many great people who've come into our class that have shared their stories and w what is going on in their life and we're able to help them break those things down yeah. and kind of see the other side of it and how to have a different approach to it. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to come to this place of self-love where you loved you? Um, honestly, I think it's been a good year since I've really tried to embed it that in my head um, right after Project Runway. That's where I really suffered with depression and no one knew it because I would put this act up. I would put this happy face on like nothing was wrong. But deep down inside, I was hurting um, mentally. And do you mind if I ask you, like, 
but like why because you know you think yeah hey, you have you, everything you, right? like you you just you're the winner of season 14 of project runway yeah. you just got this this and that you yeah know? you know like so what was it that had you feeling depressed everybody was looking to me to solving their problems everybody hold, held me at this high pedestal I didn't know that going on Project Runway, it would bring me so much notoriety that I was not prepared for. Um, I'm a very quiet person. I keep to myself. And I wasn't prepared for people running up to me, you know, admiring me, whatever. Like, all that was very new to me. People expecting certain things in my family. People Mm -hmm. telling me that the fame has gotten to my head because I don't give them my time anymore. And I just felt like you feel guilty for being successful. I really feel, I felt guilty and people thought that I owed them. And I just felt like I was being pulled so many different sides, making so many decisions and being judged for them that I read the comments and I, I allowed for every 10 comments, there's maybe one bad comment and I would allow that that bad comment to have more power than the positive comments mm-hmm. and that's when i knew something is wrong like why am i allowing other people's opinions affect me when i should be happy at this time and i really started going to therapy and seeking what was wrong and my therapist was able to really help me cope through all the stuff that i was going through with project runway mm-hmm. i realized that i wanted more of a healthy life so that was for me to get on the right track of becoming more healthy and Mm -hmm. mentally healthy so i started working out more eating right it it was a hard i i known that at my highest weight that this was not the direction that i wanted to continue doing i had weighed over 404 pounds and i could feel it Mm -hmm. mentally and it was i just felt like i was holding myself back i was settling for less i had so much anxiety traveling i had so much anxiety existing in life and i was like this is not it's not for me and so learning all this self-love just made me realize like no matter what size i'm at regardless i have to love myself no matter what and I truly loved myself enough that I knew I wanted change. Mm -hmm. I wanted to become healthy. And so I owed it to myself to change my lifestyle. And so I decided to have gastric bypass surgery because I knew that I was already too heavy to be able to lose the weight on my own and that my body was holding me back because of the weight. Mm -hmm. So I decided to have surgery and having the surgery, I did not know that there would be consequences in the plus size industry for me. Like everyone just turned their backs on me because having weight loss surgery is a cop out. It's like, why have weight loss surgery when you're an advocate for the plus size community? It's like, you don't want to be fat anymore. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be unhealthy. Like I want to live my life. I don't want to weigh this much and die tomorrow. Like I just could feel myself not there mentally there. Like I felt like I was in the sky. Like I remember my doctor put me on antidepressant medication and it didn't do nothing for me. Yeah. Nothing. And I was like, I don't want to keep taking this medication and fool myself that it's working. I have this deep rooted issue with food and I find comfort in food for a very limited time. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to continue having this horrible relationship with food when I should be looking at food as fuel. And it doesn't matter what I put in my mouth. It's to fuel my body so that I can continue going, living. Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to change everything. And I felt like, okay. I'm going to have this surgery 
and I'm gonna do my best to be like someone who has changed their life and did it right like I didn't get the surgery to become skinny I did it so that I could get to a weight that I was happy I always told myself I'm not gonna be skinny I know I'm still gonna be overweight but I just want to be at a weight where I feel comfortable I um, can still be active right now I weigh 260 and I'm so happy good I'm so happy like I love working out yeah it was just so crazy going through this journey and seeing these little milestones like being able to hike cow's mountain yeah and I haven't been able to do that since I was 16 wow well good for you for making that decision and not letting people like get into your head about that because I think that that's that's what holds people back right yeah and I'm so shocked that they that people turned your back on you for making that decision for like wanting to have a better life and doing it that way yeah it's so sad to like to see in this plus size community how how much they hate uh weight loss surgery and i'm like i get it you may not like it but that doesn't mean you should bash me because of the decision that i made for myself and then how does that affect your life your decision how does that affect somebody else's life yeah i almost felt like i was alone in this in this world until a lot of people started coming to me for advice yeah. and telling me, oh, I got the surgery done a year ago. Like, this is where I'm at. And how are you doing? Or people contacting me like, I just got approved for it. I yeah. would love to talk to you and get your advice on how it went for you because i interviewed six people who had it and that's what before i got it and i mean i I think that's a smart thing to do right it is a big decision going having any kind of surgery is a big decision but doing your research i think is what's most valuable i really wanted to know the pros and cons and how it changed their life and if what you know now what would you have done differently in the Mm -hmm. beginning Mm -hmm. so because this is a lot of stuff that they don't tell you in the doctors it's like a repetitive thing that they say to everybody like you got to do this this and this and i'm like no i want to know the things that like people who actually had it what their experience and And why are their experience what would you tell somebody who's considering it go to therapy first you need to fix everything that you emotionally have with eating Mm -hmm. because if you don't fix that addiction you have or fix that problem you have with food it'll never get fixed after the surgery because when you go through the surgery you get stripped from everything that you can eat that you pick up other habits or addictions so some people pick up shopping addiction like i did or (laughs) Or smoking or smoking that was another one or drinking and things like that so when one addiction is gone you go to another one to fulfill that need that you're missing so you just have to have a great support system Mm -hmm. um people think it's crazy when i say this but you gotta stop eating and drinking at the same time oh and that's the hardest it's the hardest (laughs) i still struggle with it now where i'm like eating with my boyfriend out and i see him drink water after he's done eating and i'm like water i just want the water (laughs) like i feel like spongebob out of the water (laughs) so you mean like you just go out for a meal and then you don't drink at all period if you choose to drink you have to drink 30 minutes before you eat or after you eat oh, i didn't know that yeah because when you eat solid foods mm-hmm. your stomach is so small that if you drink water 
all the food will rise up to the top and you can feel it in your esophagus. Oh, that's or, like, a, like acid reflux almost. Yeah, or um, you'll just digest all the nutrition that you just ate. Like it'll go through your digestive system very quickly. Okay. Like you'll just wash out all the nutrients. So they always say to not drink and eat because um, it'll just make you sick. And believe me, it's done that. Like if you eat pasta, rice, or bread, the water soaks it all up. And then the food expands in your stomach. So if you go to a restaurant, you know how you always eat the bread and the pasta. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, Dude, oh. That's, like, that's the hardest thing is to say is. no to the bread. Oh, you know, my gosh. Like a cheesecake factory. <laughs> like, I can't say no oh, to that. Oh, right. Red lobster cheese and biscuits. I can't say no to that. Oh, it's the hardest thing going through this surgery. But then you constantly remind yourself, like, I'm not eating for pleasure. I'm not yeah. eating for pleasure. I'm yeah. eating to fuel myself. So it has been a whole um, life-changing experience going through Project Runway and then going through this huge life-changing um, experience with having weight loss surgery. And I'm I'm glad that I've worked on myself mm-hmm. after Project Runway to continue having this business um, because I don't think it would be where it's at if I stayed right. where I was at before. Yeah, and, and your, self, your road to self-acceptance and self-love. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And... A lot of the self-love workshop, we reflect back onto life experiences that I share with my class and they're able to see by example mm-hmm. how I've applied all this work. Yeah. And you can sign up for that on your website, right? Yes. AshleyNilTipton.com. Yes. So I, I love that not only can you go there and you can get your fashion, you can get your clothes, <laughs> but you, like you said, you have the workshops available for, yeah. for somebody who's aspiring or learning or needs to learn how to sew a button like me. Like We could come and take a, a class like of that course. or do like a little party of um, flower crowns. Yes. You know, that would be super fun or, and sign up for the Love You workshop. Um, so Ashley, before we go... Mm-hmm what's in your future what do you see for yourself oh my gosh um i barely know what's gonna happen in the next six months (laughs) but i hope to be able to continue designing we're always figuring new stuff to be creative in this office and try to bring more things to offer to our audience um by the end of this year, I'm hoping to have a successful YouTube channel, which we're working on right now. Um, we're doing a lot more custom wear. So I've teamed up with a company called Bellodano and where they um, share the space with other indie designers and you're allowed to purchase their designs but it's made to your measurements there's no size chart you follow we make everything custom to fit you and your shape that's awesome yeah that's so great yay and then if you could design for anybody any celebrity in the world adele kelly osborne rupaul yeah um beyonce Rihanna. Oh my gosh, there's so many. We're people. putting it out there. Universe, make this yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time. It, you are such a pleasure to talk to. I love seeing oh, you and I love you. seeing you kill the game, especially being like a woman in minority, mm-hmm. uh, being from San Diego. It's like we yes. got to represent, we got to support each other. A- you know? Of course. Yeah. Thank Thank you you. so much for doing this, and I hope your listeners enjoy this. Yeah, make sure you follow Ashley on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter. Um, Give everybody your handle. Um, You can find me at Ashley Nell Tipton or Ashley Nell Tipton Designs or A&T Designer. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Your fan base, is it Ant Army? 
ant something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ant squad. I think it's it is. Fun. I think it's ant squad. And the reason behind that is because my initials are A and T, which yeah. spell out ants. I thought and, that was so cute. And ants are always underestimated for how much weight they can carry. And yeah. I always felt like the people, strength. Their strength. I feel like people underestimate how strong I am till this day. That's right. Well, we love you, Ashley. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you guys for checking out this week's episode. We greatly appreciate it. Please continue to rate, subscribe, tell all of your friends, tell all of your family about Rare Wives in Radio. Tanya and I greatly appreciate it. And you can catch me during the workday on Kixie 96.5, the 80s through today. I'll have Disneyland tickets, you know, not to bribe you or anything, but a family four-pack of tickets. I have them the entire month of February throughout my show, KYX. XY.com to sign up for that. And if you love podcasts, make sure you check out uh, our other podcast on radio.com. Jessica Chenoweth, who's on John and Tammy with Tanya, has one called Leader of the Club. This one is for all of you ultimate Disney fans. Jess is going to break down everything Disney every single week. So search that on radio.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.